0: Welcome back to Energetically You. My name is Megan Swan and I am a wellness coach and consultant here on Energetically You. We talk all things healthy habits, abundant mindset, and optimal wellness. I am excited today to interview Hannah Beer. She works with ambitious women all over the world to recreate their relationship with money in a life-affirming, positive, and loving way. As an energy healer, family constellation expert, and certified life coach, she has woven her diverse skill set into a proven and innovative capacity to allow her clients to transform their relationship with money from the inside out. Hannah spent seven years trying to answer the question, is it possible to create wealth without compromising our health, wellness, and or happiness? One of my favorite questions. Can we actually create abundant lives while living in a life of joy? I would argue yes. Happily, the answer is resounding yes, she also says, and this is the work she now does with clients. Her clairvoyant abilities allow her to quickly discover the deepest money blocks in people's energy systems. Once these blocks are released through her proprietary methodology, abundance opens up in an entirely new, magical, and sometimes awe-inspiring way. Hannah enjoys the balance of motherhood, living through throughout Europe and spending time with her young daughter. Baking brings her joy. So does eating. So let's dive in. Welcome, Hannah. It's such a pleasure to meet you. And I'm so excited for this conversation. How are you today?
1: I'm really, really good. I'm so excited. I jumped out of bed this morning and I saw this on my schedule. So I'm very excited to be here. Oh, that's
0: heartwarming. Thank you. I well, let's just start by going back. Um, when did you kind of start using the word magic for yourself and your the way that you work with people and kind of read the situation?
1: Yeah. So I think magic entered my life a long time before I kind of awakened to its presence in my life. Um, growing up, I'm, I'm clairvoyant, so I see energy. And growing up, I just thought that was normal. I would just always see like different colors around people and like angels, and I would talk to animals and all of that. I just thought all of that was like completely normal. And like there were different numbers would always glow in different colors for me. And I just thought that was just completely normal. And then I grew up, I didn't think about it again, and then at some point I discovered self-development and all these like words like magic and intuition and being psychic came into my into my world and I started to think, wow, so other people experience this? This is a thing? Like what's going on? And I started to realize that um the supernatural and that magic is something that had been around me all this time, but that I had never really become aware of until I began to discover the language around it. And that's when I I had started a life coaching practice at the time. And so discovering that people talk about magic had me kind of start to think of my clairvoyant gifts in, in a new light, not just like funny colors that I saw, but I thought to myself, if other people say that some people are psychic, maybe there is like a usefulness to this. Maybe there is something, maybe I can play with this a little bit and see how it might be able to um, help us.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious, was there a point, any point in, in that trajectory that you had an experience where you kind of started to doubt that or like somebody made you feel less adequate because you had this superpower or did you always kind of just keep it to yourself and then sort of name it and label it? later as you felt more confident
1: surprisingly i did not have any of those experiences i thought that i was right and that other people had um problems with their vision because i was a child when i first discovered this and i saw other kids wear glasses so i thought maybe they're just their vision is really bad or maybe they're not paying attention because what I see is so real to me. It's like I'm sitting at my desk. Like I believe in my desk. I believe that there is a desk. Somebody comes in and they pretend not to see the desk. Like that wouldn't make me doubt the presence of this desk. This is how real those gifts are to me. And so I never doubted them. I was just thought that was like a funny thing, just like a really cool thing that was everywhere and all around me. And it was only many, many years later that I started to explore it and pay attention to it and discover that there's a lot of information hidden in the colors and the visions that I had been seeing.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about abundance and how you got to be passionate about that and how it entered your life.
1: Yeah, it is a little weird, even funny that I'm now working on abundance and money because that has not been something I have ever been good at, nor my family. I'm the first person to um, uh, go to university right after high school in my family. I'm the first person to start a business. I'm the first person to move across the world to different countries and all of that. And I have never been good at money. If I now think about what I work on with my clients, I had every single money block, the fear of money, believing that I can't handle it, like the spending it, the I'm receiving some, how come it doesn't stick around? Like money had always been this this weird thing in my life that I just couldn't figure out. Like other areas of my life I was able to work on and to kind of get into a place that felt comfortable, but money always felt like the construction site in my life that just felt like I could never, ever, ever figure out. And I think that's what got me onto this path that I really needed healing. I realized that money touches all aspects of my life. I interact with money so many times each day. Money is the currency we use on this planet to trade services and goods. And so I have to figure it out somehow. And so in the beginning, I read all the books, listened to all the podcasts, did all the money affirmations and everything. And I started to learn some things, but I was still very far from feeling like I had a grip on this money thing or that I could trust that I knew what to do enough to provide for myself so I could feel safe in my body. Um, So yeah, I would have to say my own gazillion blocks around money got me started. And so I had to really uh, work, work quite hard to make some headway there. But once I did, I started to realize that many more of us really struggling with money. And that money really is this thing that shows us the places where we most need to heal. So it came, so it started with, you know, this like stupid thing called money. How come I can never figure it out? I really need to focus on it so I can make some headway in this area of my life then became like, wow, money can be a really powerful teacher. And money is really showing me all of these wounds within myself that are asking for healing. So it's lovely when you have more money and your abundance and your business is growing. But to me now, I'm really seeing how working on our money is an amazing gift that we can give ourselves.
0: Yeah. Um, So can we kind of go through one, what I think, like, particularly for women, a really common block is our sense of worthiness, you know, like some of the the fear of the doubt is around that that we don't believe that we deserve you know big sums or that our work is is worth um what we're asking is there you know are are there some common threads there or a key sort of um well a key if we're looking at blocks you know like a system that you use that really helps a lot of women reframe that. And in my experience, you know, everything in mindset, it's not like a one-stop and it's fixed. You know, like this is something that we consistently have to work on. Is there something that really helps your clients in terms of feeling worthy?
1: Yeah. So worthiness is connected to shame. And I talk about our family of origin a lot in my work because we simply cannot heal our relationship to money without also healing our relationship with our family To our family of origin. And so many people think, wait, what do you mean? How are those connected? But if you think about it, money is an expression of love in your life. When you were little, it was your parents who would have ideally met all of your needs, who would have provided you with a comfy home, a comfy bed, lots of food and snuggles and love and compassion and guidance and all those things that you needed. Now that you're an adult, it's you're using money to provide for yourself. So Back then, it was your parents' love and care, and now you're using money to care for yourself and to love yourself. So as children, we develop a capacity to receive love. I've got a little daughter she'll be turning to very soon. It's so much fun to love her because she's so wide open. She's like, yes, kiss me and love me and give me all the compliments and play with me. And, you know, just she's just like wide open, just an amazing receiver. And it's so much fun to love someone who's so receptive. Um, in many of our relationships with our parents, it wasn't like that, though, where we learned that um, the love that we receive comes with a cash or sometimes our parents love us, sometimes they don't or Our parents may not have been fully present, whether physically or emotionally. And so love was absent. And that really influences the capacity in our body to receive all the loveliness that life has to offer and to receive um, the resources that we need to feel like our needs are met. So when you were a child and you didn't always have your needs met and love didn't feel like something that you could trust in, then your capacity to receive may have shrunk a little bit. Now that you're an adult, you're trying to give to yourself with the means of, for example, money and your relationships, and it can feel like you're really struggling to receive because, you know, we can even, I'm now holding up my hands for anyone who's listening, you know, like if your capacity is kind of small, it's like having a really small inner space for receiving, there's just no, no more space. So we need to expand your capacity to receive and to have, and to be comfortable with the lovely things that financial resources bring into your life.
0: Yeah, totally. So before we talk about ways of expansion in that context, I'd love oh. <laughs> because we're both mothers and this is something that I always kind of there's like an inner battle with uh you know, there's all these I don't know, classic narratives around, you know, not giving your kids too much or like what is too much or you know all all of the ways that you talk about money with small children you know hopefully giving them some tools to understand you know savings and you know delayed gratification and all that um but sometimes i worry because i i do feel like there's this direct connection in their minds between you know like yes i'm going to buy you the xyz versus no and that's somehow being a reflection of our level of, of love. Is there a way that you, I don't know, play with this in your own relationship with your daughter,
1: Yeah, my daughter is still so little. So she just she has like a little wallet with coins and bills and stuff that she likes to play with. So like she plays with money in this way. And she whenever we go shopping, she always does like beep with the card. So like she's in (laughs) charge of the money when (laughs) when we're outside of the house. She's my little financial manager. So she's still so little that she doesn't understand saving and savings and all of that. But yeah, that is one of the core values that I hold as a parent is to really I, I want my daughter to experience my love as, um, as something that she can always count on, irrespective of her behavior or anything. And children are egocentric, so they always internalize things as "I did something wrong." You know, the, it, everything kind of revolves around the child from their own perspective. So, um, I just I like to really monitor. Grace's body language so when I say no I always say not able to do that because of this and that so I like to tell her the full story and then I like to always keep my body like wide open because sometimes she feels disappointed then I want to make sure that she knows that she can still come rest in my arms even though I just said no. So I like to always make sure that the, the bond between us is open that I'm always here for her And that I'm holding space for any feelings that may arise when I do say no, or when I do explain a certain value that we hold in our family, you know, why we don't go to the toy store every day or why we don't eat ice cream every day. And then of course she cries and like, I hold her through those feelings. And I hope that the underlying principle of my love is always there for you, that she still experiences it that way. Mm. Am I explaining myself right? Yeah,
0: no, it's beautiful. I love it. All right, so let's go back to um, adults (laughs) and helping them with this expansion or this ability to receive and hold more. How do you start?
1: Yeah, so my line of work is very specific to me because I see energy. So when I look at a person, I see their current capacity of receiving. I can kind of read how much money they're currently allowing in. A number that I'm really interested in is always their net worth and their savings, because many of us are amazing receivers, but we don't have the space to actually allow it to stay and allow it to grow. Many of us are great at receiving, but not so good at having. So the first thing I like to do is I like to read a person's energy field. I like to see what's your current capacity of receiving, how much money you're allowing yourself to receive, to have, what's your current net worth. And I'm just kind of reading that in the energy field. What's your family's wealth set point, what's your current wealth set point? and then we just begin to to clear out any clutter so um depending on your age you know as you're listening to this podcast um you may have accumulated 20 30 40 years 50 years 60 years plus of um of wiring around money those can be emotional hooks those can be beliefs those can be um, you know, little ideas that you've internalized. Those can be habits that you've practiced over and over and over and over again. So you come with all of this stuff around money and it's kind of like driving a car and your windshield is completely caked with mud. The first thing we need to do is really like clean you out. And so I do that by using my gifts. This is what I now discovered. It's really cool to be able to see energy because I can see what we need to clear out the way I see the blocks is as dark spheres in your body, sometimes like twirly energies or little like clouds. And I like to ask them, you know, what, what it's about. And then we start to clear it out. And as we do that, the client really feels it. you know, like the shoulders roll back and like a tingle starts to happen and they start to yawn. Some of my clients fall asleep. Like, it's really like, it's a cleansing of the body of the tissues where we hold all of this tension around Money, and once the, the the release is really happening we 're able to come to a place of clarity. My clients can like look around and they 're able to see more clearly you know this is the sole income number that feels right for me. This is the savings that would feel really nourishing and lovely for me and make me feel like I can do whatever I want to and have to make decisions based on money, but I can make decisions on my soul guidance instead. So it's like when the windshield is clean, you can look around yourself. You can see, where do I want to go? What is the most direct path to get there? What would be the most joyful path to get there? Um, How am I wired? So how can I build a life that really fits me? And how can I allow money to support me in doing that? And so we begin to get a clear vision of what a really blissful relationship with money looks like for you specifically. And then we can begin to implement it. But a big section of the work that I've discovered that's so powerful is the reading of the energy blocks and the clearing it out. Because if we keep carrying all these like burdens around with us, it's really hard to to do something different, to move in a different direction.
0: Hmm. This is so fascinating. (laughs) So you've already got a reading of me, I'm guessing. So this is where you need to like go into a zone before you enter that kind of work.
1: I always see it. So, one of my closest friends is a stylist. So, she works with people on clothes and she works with amazingly successful people. She's based in London, so, her clients are awesome. And sometimes when I hang out with her, I'm like, oh, my God, my outfit today. I hope she's not going to judge me. And I asked her, so when you walk around the world, do you keep like seeing other people's outfits and what needs to be improved? And she's like, no, that would drive me insane. And I kind of do the same thing. For me, it's more a matter of politeness. I don't read into, unless I have permission. And it took some practice. I just think it's nosy and not polite to move into other people's stuff just because I can see it doesn't mean I'm going to go there and, and look. So that's just one of the things that I always, I always ask for permission from the client. If we work on um, their family system, sometimes family members come in and also want to receive a healing or sometimes things are connected. I always, always, always ask for consent because one, it would drive me insane to like read everybody's energy all the time. And two, it's just not a nice thing to do. I don't, I yeah. wouldn't want somebody to read my energy without asking.
0: Yeah, it makes sense that there needs to be boundaries just for, I mean, politeness, yes, but also to safeguard your own energy. Um, so that was one question I had. I'm guessing oftentimes you need to bring in partners or, you know, somebody else in the family because finances are so often decision-making at least is is often shared do you work with couples? What's that like?
1: Um, I mostly work energetically with family of origin because that makes a bigger impact than, than couples at first. So when my clients come to me and they have, you know, some issues, you know, often for business owners, for example, it's always like, this is where I want to be financially. I'm not there yet. What the heck? And so we do, I do a third. So just like each person has an energy field, the family system also has an energy field. Things that are really sticky are always family-related because our first loyalty lies with our families. It's the most important thing for us as human beings. We need to belong to our families of origin. It's more important than being skinny, more important than being rich, more important than being liked. So, so important. So I like to go into the family of origin to kind of do a little reading there. My clients often share many things. You know, For example, my dad started a business as a lawyer. Didn't work out. Started again, didn't work out. Started another business, went bankrupt. So now I'm like (gasps) in my own business, because I don't actually have an example of how business can can work for us in this family in a way that feels nourishing and sustainable and well. You know, that's that's an example. And so we begin to to you know to to unravel the naughty bits in the family history with money that healing ripples throughout the clients' life, of course, but it also ripples in the other direction, really impacts. Yeah, the other family members i ask for energetic um permission so energetically i ask the souls of the family system if we are allowed to work with them if somebody says no there's no way like the healing will ever reach them which i think is really lovely um the energy field always has impeccable boundaries if someone's just not receptive nothing's going to happen which is makes it really lovely for us um so that's usually where the biggest bulk of the healing happens. And then in relationships, in my experience, it's often just about communication. But I would have to say, like, in relationship, relationships with money, I have to say it's like 90% is the family. Only 10% is the spouse. Often my clients say, my spouse is a problem. I'm like, let's take a step back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I love how you describe that. And I'm curious, you know, what is the journey of a client how, uh, you know, how often are you seeing them? How long is your work go on with them? I mean, are there at times it's just like a one session thing or what does it look like?
1: It's a longer thing. Cause my clients come to me with, a, you know, money is a big topic. Money is the thing that like pushes our buttons. Money is the thing where we feel inadequate or we feel ashamed or we feel fearful, or we feel like we're not congruent with who we're supposed to be. And like, once a client opens their mouth, like the history, like the personal history, the family history with money, all the unmet needs, all the desires unrealized, like it's just, it's a lot. So I like to work with a client for at least six months. That's also how long it takes for the body to digest the healing. So remember the, the, those blocks that i talked about earlier they they sit in the tissues of your body this is why when you pay a bill you feel that like punch in the gut you know if that feels like if that's an emotional hook for you or if you see somebody you know get an amazing big promotion you really would have loved to have that yourself you might feel like like your shoulders slouch forward like it's it's really in your body and so um we could clear your blocks in a day but that wouldn't like your body needs more time. So we take it. So because your body needs time and many of my clients, um, you know, need to go for walks a lot or they yawn a lot or they sleep a lot more or they eat a lot more or they drink a lot more water or they just have this like urge to stretch because all this like tension really wants to leave The body transformation is so fascinating to me. Some of my clients stop doing botox, and my clients lose a lot of weight. Some of my clients gain a lot of weight and start to look really plump and glowing. So all this like heaviness lifts off of the body. That's why it takes a longer time. Um, So I would say the first thing, the first place that we go is we do the in-depth reading of their own energy field of. The family's energy field of what the current situation looks like that I shared earlier, and then we create the vision and then we start the clearing process to implement that. So changes happen right from the start. Somebody might have one client who's just her insurance keeps paying her. I haven't heard of any other insurance that just keeps paying claims. Like her life isn't even like it's so much isn't even going wrong. Like she's just an amazing receiver of money in this way. So many of my clients begin to manifest more money, or clients come more easily, or they're able to apply for the job that they've wanted for a long time. But the the thing that I'm really um, passionate about is to help my clients figure out money for good, so they know this is how it works. This is how I can clear my blocks. This is how I can navigate it for the rest of my life. I'm not saying that it'll always be easy, but just so that they know. This is how I can navigate money and whatever comes, I'm gonna feel capable and resourced to meet that in a way that feels really empowering.
0: Yeah, so I'm guessing it must include embodiment exercise as well, so that they are more in tune to how their body should feel when it's when you they feel safe, right?
1: That naturally happens. It's really cool. Um one of my clients especially comes to mind and she came to me and she says. People keep asking me how I'm feeling. I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't know how I'm feeling. And she was really distressed about it. And she says, I keep reading all these books and I keep doing all these meditations. Like, I just can't tune into myself. Am I angry? Am I feeling tired? Like, she was really struggling to meet her own needs because she was really struggling to read herself. Um, I was like that for a while. You know, in my first relationship in high school, I remember my boyfriend keeps saying, Just need to tell me what you need. You need to tell me what you want. But I was like, I only know it after the fact, like I know it so late I, in the moment. I can't tell you what I need. And to me, you know, we're now I'm digressing a little bit, but that was kind of how I was conditioned. Like I, I was always the nice girl, the perfect girl, perfect daughter, perfect everything. Don't have any needs. What, what would you like? <laughs> how can I help you? And so in the process of that, I just became really amazing at reading other people's needs, which is now very helpful in my line of work. But for me personally, I needed to learn to become aware of myself. And so what's built into my process is that I don't just like sit in silence with my clients and clear their energy blocks. It could be doing that. But I also love teaching them to read themselves and to clear their own blocks. So we do things like, you know, there's something here in your shoulder. Are you feeling that tension? My client will begin to say, okay, yes. And then I I pull it out and then they say, oh, I just felt a tingle. You know, or they, they then start to feel like, oh, like, I think this is joy that I'm feeling. You know, so as the energy moves, I want my clients to kind of follow along with it so they can, be, can begin to, um, to find their language to describe what's going on, to say, this feels dense, this feels tense, this feels heavy, this feels light, this feels joyful, this feels angry, this feels. So their body becomes a map that they can work with. Hmm. I think well, that's that really, cool. really helped me personally.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So I'm curious. I mean, I completely understand everything you're saying. It all resonates with me, but I know there would be like a section of the population that would think that this all sounds very woo woo. <laughs> so I'm curious, you know, how you might frame it for somebody who is kind of very doubtful of, of how this all is related.
1: Yeah, I think it's really cool that there's even like machines that can do what I do. So first of all, when I first heard about psychics, I was like, well, that's not me. Because the word psychic was like, to me, I perceived it as someone being really special, like having special supernatural gifts. And often that's, you know, inherited from the family. And you're like this witchy, magical woman. And I thought to myself, well, I'm not special. I'm just a normal person. And what I'm seeing is real. And so the way that I understood it was I'm just seeing electromagnetic fields as detected. So, you know, growing up, I loved science. I loved math and physics and chemistry. And I learned about electromagnetic fields. And I was like, oh, so I'm partly really sensitive so I can perceive them, you know, for anybody listening, you can just rub your hands together really fast. And then you're noticing that there's some heat happening between your hands, like really fast. So it's getting hot, 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 and then pull your hands apart. And you're just noticing that there's an electromagnetic field between your hands. You know, some people see it, some people feel a tingle, some people notice their hands moving. I can see it, I can feel it, like it's, it's there. We just generated an electromagnetic field. So based on my knowledge of physics, it is very real. And I heard that there's also machines that like measure it. There's like aura photography and like all sorts of machinery being developed now because not everybody can see it. All of my clients are able to perceive subtle energy within a few months of working together. I have never had a person. And in the beginning, all of them say, I can't do it. I will never be able to like, that's cool. But at the end, everybody can because it's like it, it is there. So you're just. Like kind of following along with what I'm doing and more and more you're able to see it yourself. It's not a skill that you need for life. I just think it makes things a lot easier. Um, so for anyone who's listening, just, yeah, like open up some physics books. It's really just electromagnetic fields.
0: Hmm, love that. Well, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and understanding your, how you work with clients. I think it's really special, your, your skill set. and um, yeah. Tell us how, what's the best way for someone to get in touch if they're interested in hearing more.
1: Thank you, Megan. My website is com. It's H-A-N-N-A-B-I-E-R.com. I'm on, on Instagram. My handle is Hannah Money Bliss. And you're also welcome to email me hello at hannabeer.com. I really like receiving personal messages. I know in this day and age, it's often a little weird to just reach out personally. You're really welcome to do that. You're welcome to tell me about your situation. You're welcome to request a little reading to see if I can help you. Um, you know, you're welcome to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Amazing. I wanted to quickly ask you as well, because uh, when I was your age, I was kind of meandering in Europe as well. So what brought you to Europe? And you're based in Germany at the moment, or where are you? I'm based
1: in Germany at the moment. My mom was German. My dad is American. And I always just kind of had this wanderlust. I just always felt I have a very strong um, intuition. My soul is always telling me what to do. It's very bossy. Many of the choices I've made in my life were not my choice. I was just really kind of like shouted at from within to go do that. So I've lived in many different countries all around the world. And it was always just because my soul told me to to go there. And often when I got places, I noticed that there was a lot of energetic density or some energetic work that wanted to be done. So sometimes it feels like I'm just being deployed to certain places to do some energetic work and also to, to receive some healing for my own body in that
0: specific location on the planet. Yeah, that's just so cool. Well, I wish you nothing but the best and, and we'll be in touch. Thanks for your time and energy today. Thanks, Megan.